to take part in a panel at the second annual Black Readers Conference, which took place this past weekend. The panel in question was entitled, What Men Want Versus What Women Think. Now, before we dig too deep into that, in which case I'm only going to talk about it very briefly, I want to shout out my fellow panelists, man. Shout out to Mr. Norian Love. Shout out to Mr. Jonathan Polidor. And shout out to Mr. Gamal Williams. And before... I even get started into that, I'd be remiss if I didn't give a special shout out to our gracious and extremely well-prepared moderator, Miss Sasha Ridley. You understand? Shout out to y'all, man. For joining myself in a very necessary conversation, right? It's something I've said on this podcast numerous times. We need to create more conversation opportunities that allow men and women to do far more talking to one another and far less talking at one another. The greatest part about this panel, in my personal opinion, let's see if I can say this without getting myself in any trouble, right? It forced, it forced the listener to listen Right now, were there solely women in our audience? No, I'd probably say there was probably the majority, but I could be wrong. I don't have any numbers on that. But I will say because of the volatility of our current climate. You, you, you travel around social media, you see it. You might even have taken part of it or been a. Victim is kind of a strong word, but maybe not. Maybe a victim of it. Like there's a there's a very negative energy that exists in this space around men and women in the present day. Right. It seems like everything and everyone is constantly on the attack. Versus the opposite. So the greatest thing I feel in this this particular panel was it allowed men to speak freely, to speak openly to speak without any fear of reprisal whatsoever. And most importantly, to feel as though that they were not going to be interrupted before they could get out their full and complete thought. One of the things I feel is missing in these conversations that absolutely need to be had is more men and more women need to be forced to listen to the other side Without the opportunity to interject, because I think just my own personal opinion, I think. That we, especially the single men and women, are so defensive because of the derisive commentary, videos, quips, quotes. That is being espoused on a regular basis. That we feel almost defensive from the time we wake up to the time we lay down. 
And because of that, it doesn't allow us to fully listen to what's being said. This is on both sides. What is born out of that? It makes all of us quicker to jump in and interject because we feel we know what's coming before it's fully said. Right? So that leaves us with a gang of assumptions. And that's what happens when you hear negative things on a regular basis. Again, this is both sides. I feel as though both sides are guilty of this. Right? There needs to be more spaces where we can speak freely and openly to allow us to get our full thoughts out so that the other side can listen and process and then respond. Whether they agree or disagree to what's being said doesn't matter, but we want to be able to get our thoughts out and not be afraid to tiptoe and say things in a certain fashion. We need to be real and have the opportunity to be real, right? I feel, <clears throat> excuse me, great conversation was had in the short amount of time that we were allotted. Now, I am sincerely hoping that more conversations like these can take place on a regular basis, whether it's with these gentlemen through this conference or what have you. And you know, if you follow me, that I would love to be a part of any of these types of conversations. Right. Hopefully that can be, you know fostered in the very near future and i uh again will be extremely welcoming in those opportunities but let's talk about the day today's episode man is an idea there's a topic that was birthed out of something that was said during our panel in today's episode we're going to talk about vulnerability and men's ability to feel vulnerable right we're going to look at it from two sides Two different sides of vulnerability of which are somewhat interconnected and maybe we'll be able to make that connection as we get into this episode, right? On one side, I want to talk about how vulnerability plays into the, the derisive, negative, attacking nature that exists in a lot of men. Or maybe it's one of my, this might be my new term, new phrase for this season. The very loud minority and a loud minority of men that is being pressed upon women in the present day. It comes down to vulnerability. We'll get into that when we get into it, right? Then the other side is just the man's need to feel safe. Safe enough to allow himself to be his true self and to be vulnerable with his woman, married or not, or to just be able to feel vulnerable and safe to be them true selves at any given time, man. Listen, man, we're talking vulnerability on this episode of the Unacceptable Behavior Podcast. And just like that, let's get into it. Look, tell me what you think about it. 
Just keep it real, give it straight. Ain't no strengths around it. Give me your takes, no fakes. Don't block your blessing, misunderstanding your mate. You got a meal in front of you, so come and get your plate. <laughs> Listen, all I need is your perspective. That's all that I want. Communication to save you. Don't put on the front. Just acknowledge your mistakes. Think about it. I wait. Of course, I'll be accountable for the part that I play. Hearing everybody's voice only think it's the plot. Come to the table ready, whether you're single or not. Maybe it's a game of tug of war for all who's willing and able. We're caught up in the mix, but let's see who gonna turn the tables. I mean. <laughs> Check this out, man. Look, my apologies. All right. I need a real quick intermission from this week's episode. I got two questions from the mailbag episode that I did not get a chance to get to due to technical difficulties on my end. Questions were sent in, but because of issues where I did not see them during my cutoff during the recording, I missed them. That's on me. And I'd like to take this time really briefly to get to those since y'all took y'all time to get them into me. It's only right. You understand? I might read one, answer that, slide to the second, which can't be a voice note, answer that, and we right back to this conversation about today's episode. So without further ado, man, let's get to it, right? First question comes from Miss Angie. The question reads, why do they, men, prefer polygamy when they lack the means to live that lifestyle? First off, shout out to you, Miss Angie, because that's a damn good question. I ain't see that one coming. <laughs> Listen, cut me flat-footed, but look, I think the answer comes down to a technicality, right? It's semantics at the end of the day. It's not so much that they are in favor of the polygamous lifestyle. What it is, they're looking for a non-monogamous lifestyle. See, polygamy comes down to marriage. That's legally binding, right? That's when one individual marries multiple partners. Traditionally, traditionally speaking, that's when one individual of one gender marries multiple individuals of the opposite gender. Again, legally binding. That ties your finances in, right? Now you're talking about actually caring for multiple individuals. What you're looking for, these guys are more, more than likely looking for is polyamory or an open relationship. All three are mildly related. They're kind of like kissing cousins, right? Polyamory, to my knowledge, is when one individual basically has the, the leeway to have romantic dealings with multiple other partners. Again, one individual has this leeway. An open relationship is probably a little more uh, amenable to what they're looking for, but then again, I could be wrong. An open relationship is when both sides have the opportunity to go outside of their relationship, to dip and dally with as many partners as they so choose, right? And all three kind of come down to communication, right? Stipulations, what's allowed and what isn't. But at the end of the day, it's not polygamy that these individuals want. What they're looking for is non-monogamy. So it's polyamory, open relationship. Basically, I want to be able to have my cake and eat it too without having to deal with any repercussions whatsoever. That's what it is, right? So it's a technicality. So with that said, man, let's jump right to the second question so we can get it moving, man. Voice note, go. What up, cuz? Yeah, it's your southern cousin. Straight from Wilson, North Carolina, a.k.a. Wide Awake. You know what I'm saying? It's your guy, Ant. You know, reaching, wishing you much success, man. I see you being more consistent with your show. You know what I mean? Um, You know what I told you, man? As long as you be consistent, it's going to take you straight to the top, man. But anyway, my question for the week that I have for you. I want to know, 
Why do so many women these days compare their relationship wants and needs to what they see on social media from other couples that they may know around their town or maybe familiar with or celebrities? You know, people are really out here basing their relationships off memes that don't even apply to them. Like, like for instance, Fat Joe messed up a whole lot of these small business owners with that. Yesterday's price is not today's price. These people just started their business two weeks ago and now they want to overcharge you because something Fat Joe said and feel like you should get in line with it. Talk to me, cuz. Damn good question, cuz, man. Hey, man, shout out to my cousin, man, and host of the Off The Wall podcast. If you haven't by now, make sure you tap in. The boy been doing it for a minute. He real good at this podcast thing, man. You might, you know, find you something new that you need to subscribe to, but jump right into this question. Damn good question, man. In my personal opinion, this is not the answer, but I'm going to start right here. It comes down to entitlement, right? Whether we're single or in a relationship that's not sustaining us, that's not making us happy, that's not fulfilling us, we feel as though we deserve love. First off, I agree. We all deserve love. The question is, do you, what kind of love do you deserve? What kind of relationship do you deserve? You only deserve or should be aspiring to Finding a relationship that sustains you, that makes you happy, that you can live within from now until forever. That's literally it. Right. But unfortunately, you have people who are single and in relationships who are more so holding on to that kind of energy that the great American philosopher James Todd Smith rhymed with way back in the day, unbeknownst to them. Right. Got that. That makes sense. However, comma, what you need, what you want, what you deserve are three totally different things, man. You have people who are single and people in relationships who are holding up three different types of relationships as gold standards. Those individuals or couples that you know or see that are basically within your orbit. You have those that are celebrity couples and then you have those who are social media couples. The one thing all three of these different variety of couples kind of have in common, their relationships, which you can see, are curated in one shape, size or form. Right. Because what they also all share in common, you don't know what those relationships look like when the phone gets shut down, when the lights are turned off, when that door is closed and they are to themselves. You don't know what it took for them to get to this place of where they are currently. You don't know what they went to to sustain where they are in this place currently. And three, which is most important, you don't know what is actually real, right? Because the another thing, they're actually very related. Another thing that all three of these different types of couples have in common, they only show you what they want you to see. So whether that's regular people, celebrity couples, social media couples, they're giving you the best versions of themselves, right? Ask yourself this, the next time you're holding up this gold standard as the ideal for what you're aspiring to, do you have what it takes to get to that particular relationship? Do you have what it takes to sustain that kind of relationship? And do you care more about outward appearances or what actually happens within your relationship? Right. My personal opinion, as usual, is my podcast. I feel 
what those individuals who hold up these different types of relationships as the gold standard, what these types of individuals are doing, unbeknownst to themselves, are they are looking to fill the void of unhappiness that exists within themselves, within their own relationship. Right. Do more to speak to that. Versus saying, I want my relationship to look like this relationship or that relationship or that relationship. The only thing you deserve and should aspire to is to have a relationship with a mate who supports you. And you support them who loves you. You love them. Who props you up far more than they don't. Athletes should always prop you up and vice versa. That you are far more happier than not. That's more sustaining than not. That's literally it. Right? Good question, though, man. Hopefully, I answered it to some shape, size, or form. But I, I feel that's someone's unhappiness speaking loudly. And it's begging to be filled and plugged into. And they're using a relationship of what they think looks like something that could be. You get that? There's there's nothing firm in any of those words or phrases I just used. That could be something that's good for them that feels good. Speak to something totally different. Be mindful of what you're asking for and what you think is it because what you see might not be good for you. We're going to get off it. With that, man, let's jump right back into this episode, man. We're talking about vulnerability today. Vulnerability. And men, again, two different sides, man. We're looking at the role it plays in the volatility, the aggression that we're seeing from that. Hopefully it's the loud minority and not a larger swath of the male population. That very loud minority and how they use that and kind of transform it into this negative energy to constantly attack any and everything that a woman does. To basically kind of beat them down. You're ba they're basically trying to beat you into submission. Right? I won't dig too deep in that because we've addressed something similar in previous episodes. Right? And then the second side, just a need by men, for men, by men, to just fill in a space that's safe for them to be vulnerable. For them to be that true version of themselves. For them to be able to say, I'm not okay. Right. I need to know I'm supported. And the interconnectivity of both sides. Right. Let's start with the volatility piece. I want to read this 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 quick little paragraph I found on the University of Michigan's website under their counseling and psychological services uh, page. Vulnerability is what connects us to other human beings. It is when we expose something about ourselves, whether that be experiences, emotions, feelings and or behaviors to another person in order to form a connection and learn about each other. Since childhood, many men are taught vulnerability equals weakness, and therefore men are not supposed to be vulnerable. It can also be difficult to be vulnerable as there might be a fear of feeling embarrassed or being hurt by someone's response. We're talking vulnerability in men. And the role that it plays in day-to-day -day life. When it comes to the volatility, when I hear vulnerability, especially in that volatility piece, 
it is a need, is a cry for those men's desire to be seen. When you see this negative energy from podcasters, talking heads, those in the comments or any man who might be following or listening to this, this, this form of perspective. I'm talking about the men who talk overly aggressive about trying to uh, force a woman to submit. Right. We're talking about, I'm specifically speaking to those types of men, the, the types of men who berate a woman for being professional versus a homemaker. Right. I'm talking about the, to those men who want a, a woman to be a caretaker almost exclusively. I'm talking about the kind of men that tell you you're not making space for me because, and therefore you mean nothing to me. You are a waste and that's why you're single and ain't got no kids and ain't nobody loving you. And that's why divorce rates are so high. Basically, I'm talking about those men who overly are aggressive in their attacking nature towards women who are professionals or single or what have you. Right. For me, and this literally just hit me coming off of, again, the, uh, something that was said at the panel. I just sat on with three other men. I think that comes down to those men's need, desire, extreme want to be seen. Right. Think about what I just read. From the University of Michigan about vulnerability. Vulnerability at an early age is viewed when it comes to the, the rearing of boy children more often than not as a weakness. You're not supposed to show emotion. Right. You're supposed to suck it up. Stop crying. Go harder. Not feel, basically. When I say an ability to be seen, especially with those men who come overly aggressive at professional women, those women who refuse to accept the bare minimum. In my view, it is a cry for not help, but more so how dare you be better than me or... How dare you elevate yourself to a space where my doing the bare minimum meaning just simply existing is not good enough for you? How dare you? And because most of us, I won't maybe I'm gonna stick with most. If I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. Because most of us men at early ages were not taught how to deal with our emotions. To deal with rejection. We're in this weird space where I don't know how to move now. Because you are telling me I'm not good enough. Right? For those men, I feel that's what we're dealing with. That's why they're so volatile and so aggressive in the way that they come at you ladies. Is that your fault? Absolutely not. And I will tell you that. 
And I will tell them the exact same, and I have in previous episodes. It's their job. It's a lot of men's jobs, especially of the single, mainly of the single variety, but there are some that think like that in relationships as well. It's their job to step up to the fucking plate. Right? Because a lot of the overarching way that they view and group all women that are single has way more to do with them than it does with the women themselves. If she's asking you to do the bare minimum plus a little more, just do a little more. Who wants to be with anybody who's offering them the bare minimum? I'm a man, so you should accept what I'm offering. Does that sound like something that any woman should just pony up to? Absolutely not. Would you want your daughter to pony up to a man who deals like who moves like that? Absolutely not. So what are we talking about? You want to be seen. And because you feel as though you're not, you act out like a petulant child. That's the that's the volatile side of the vulnerability that I'm I'm thinking I'm seeing in the present day. Those men are vulnerable because they're exposed. The way you view them or look past them leaves them exposed because they are vulnerable to the fact they don't know exactly how to fuck the move. When in all actuality, all they have to do is take a step back and listen to what's being said. This isn't the 50s and the 60s. This is 2022. We're sharing responsibilities now. Or like I said in a previous episode, if you want to be the man who supports everything financially and want a woman who's a caretaker exclusively, there's nothing wrong with that as long as you deal with that pocket of women who fall into that box. Because they exist. Absolutely they do. You just can't force all women to kind of bow to your whims because that's what you want. Women ain't moving like that no more. As long as you can accept that the men who have accepted that aren't having any issues in the present day. But nobody wants to talk about that. We Instead, we want to be aggressive and attack and try to beat each other into submission to seeing what we what we want. That's not how that rocks, man. That's one take. Now the other side, the much softer side, right? This is more so along the lines of what we talked about on the panel, what men want versus what women think at the Black Readers Con, which took place this past weekend. Make sure you tap in with the gang and you can go to the next one if you are a reader or a writer. You know what I'm saying? Pardon the phone call. That was trash. Very amateur hour. No, but. And I saw this in the comments when they heard uh, some of the, the thoughts that were shared by my fellow panelists. There were quite a few people who were saying, I've never thought about what they're saying in this way meaning basically what was what was being shared men some some men have no problem communicating how they're feeling what they need what they want what's going on with them if they're feeling the kind of way if they don't unfortunately i with no numbers in front of me i feel there are far more that mirror that traditional old school man, you keep everything in, you push through, you fight through because you have no time to kind of sit for yourself. 
You have to constantly keep working, keep fighting to get to where you're trying to get to, to provide for yourself and or your family. Right. But men absolutely are emotional. We have our bad days, even when things aren't going on. We have things that we repress that we absolutely shouldn't, sometimes to our own physical detriment. Right. And what a woman offers is that soft landing space. What a woman offers or can offer is that opportunity to just get that to just get that embrace that says, baby, I got you. What a good woman in a good relationship, a good functional relationship can do for a man, depending on what he has going on, whether it's work related, family related, friends related, whatever. Is he she offers him the opportunity to I, I forget which one of the which one of the fellas said this on the podcast, but I'm mean, sorry on the panel. She offers him that opportunity to take that armor off. And just be himself to just feel. Right. I feel as though not enough men, single relationships, what have you. Do not feel as though they have a space, time or opportunity to be vulnerable. Because they're fearful of how they're going to be viewed either in the public eye or by even by their woman. Right. If you've been on social media enough. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, how many times have you seen firsthand or heard a woman share a screenshot of a conversation between her and a guy she's dealing with? I don't mean a guy who came at her wrong, like on the street on some awesome BS time. I mean, somebody who she was probably dealing with. Regardless of how long they were together, that they've they've shared a screenshot of something pillow talking, basically. Right. I'm not sure if it was the last episode or the one before that. But men absolutely feel the difference that I think a lot of us don't understand is that when men feel pain, hurt and rejection, when it comes to the opposite gender, we do not rebound well. Some of us don't rebound at all, and it can actually sour us to any idea of anything positive in the future. Well, women regularly are out here actively pursuing what's good for them, what's positive for them, what's supposed to be their situation, regardless of how many times they've dealt with not rejection, but actual trash situations. They continuously rebound. Some of them faster than others, but they continuously rebound and keep pushing. Man, on the other half, come on, bro. Let's keep it a stack. When we feel pain, hurt, and rejection, when we feel as though we have been wronged, that shit sticks with us and can drastically alter how we move when it comes to this love thing moving forward. Why? Tradition, societal norms have set us back emotionally, meaning men. We are extremely fragile, but we're taught from an early age not to be, to mask it, to hide it, 
to kill that thought and emotion. We don't have we don't have time for it. At the end of the day, man, we built just like y'all to a degree. We feel. And we absolutely need the opportunity to feel. And we're going to leave it right there, man. Listen, short one, hopefully, you know, we'll see once I get back into the booth and put everything together. But that's it. Vulnerability in men is the cause for high level negative energy. And at the same time, it's the space that we absolutely need. We crave it. We'll never say it and we'll almost never say it, but we crave it. We need it. It allows us the opportunity to recharge and be what society told us we're supposed to be. If allowed to be right. Listen, man, it's your boy, Jason Graham, man. That's it. And that's all I'm shutting up. Hopefully this is a good one. Hopefully you're not mad. You tuned in one more time for the one time with the boy. And hopefully we'll be back on schedule and I'll hit you with another episode next week. Just like that, man, I'm gone. You got messages, you got questions, you got comments. Slide into the inbox, Gmail style, at the Jason Graham, T-H-E-J-S-I-N-G-R-A-H-A-M at gmail.com. If you want to follow me on Instagram, by all means, please do understand that that commentary is almost exclusively, once again, on everything books, writing, reading related. If that's not your jam... The inbox is the way to jam. You understand? Look, until next time, I'm going to get with you on the flip side. Y'all be good. Y'all be safe. And as usual, as usual, as usual, always choose be you. It's your boy, Graham. Go on. Look, tell me what you think about it Just keep it real, give it straight Ain't no strings around it Give me your takes, no fakes Don't block your blessing Misunderstanding your mate You got a meal in front of you So come and get your plate <laughs> Listen, all I need is your perspective That's all that I want Communication to save you Don't put on the front Just acknowledge your mistakes Think about it, I'll wait Of course I'll be accountable For the part that I play Hearing everybody's voice only